You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round three of the 2022 season. This episode is brought to you by the Ari, a.k.a. Scrubbing Vela for a nine-point bench player and coming out on top. Uh Oh, no, no, wait, no. Uh, Actually, uh, brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. Uh, It's because of you and your support that we're able to keep this project going. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. We'd also like to welcome our special guest, Jason Morris, who is one of our top patron supporters and one of the longest ones, too, I think, Jason. I don't know. You're keeping tabs on that. I do. I I do. I have a report I could run. Exactly. Like 2016, I think, maybe 2017. I don't know. It's back there. It's back there. Uh, Well, hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here. You're last this time, Blaine. You get to say last. You didn't. You didn't lead me in like normal, so I didn't. Uh, well, I didn't. I mean, we have Jason here, and he's been there with us for so long that it's, it just is how it is. Uh, so let's, like I said, we're trying to keep things moving. For those of you listening, sorry for the two-part episode last time. We did have a lot to talk about, but I, I do want to respect all of your time and the feedback that we got, which I appreciate. Uh, we do want to keep this focused on the content you want, which I know is player focused. So we are going to just just keep going and jump right into the content and uh, the reviews that you guys need for this previous round. So guys, let's talk about our scores from this past round and what we learned. Jason, start with you. Uh, let's see. What did I learn? Um, I had a guard. My score was garbage. So I wasn't, I was really disappointed with that. I think I, I wound up with, um, what did I get? I think I had um, 81 points and like, I think I, I felt like I picked some of the right teams, but some of the wrong players. So that was kind of my my big thing. But my team value was up because I kept to 107.1. So I'm happy with that. Uh, what did I learn? Um, let's see. I guess for me, the big thing that I'm going to take away, in the, and I've had other things, but in the interest of time, um, the last time, Reed, I remember the last time that I was on the show, like last season, it was like a week where all of like Shiler Red Skyler Redpath's like top 10 strikers didn't hit at all. And I made a mention of that. Um, and so I would say the same thing. I did a quick scan of all of his like Crazy. top 10 strikers, like the high profile strikers. And I think it was like one assist, maybe one goal and a couple of bonus points. So my takeaway is I'm not going to spend any money on high profile strikers, <laughs> at least to the end of like this little bracket of the Champions League, whatever, you know, maybe no, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting all the money in the midfield. Ashley, how'd you do? Yeah, I, you know, I did better than week one. Um, I still also felt like I I had a couple of misses, but I scored a 101. Um, I was 85 overall for the week, which is good. Um, I moved up to 108 in value um, and I won all my head to head. So, you know, I I really can't, can't complain. Um, I, I stuck with some of my gut picks instead of some of the, I would say chalk picks or things I saw a lot of other people doing. I didn't have, I think I should say though, I did not have Morgan or Klamala. Um, so I got there without Red Bull. So yeah, I'm, I feel pretty good, but uh, I second guess myself on a couple. And I mean, Vela hit all of us by surprise. So I'm not, I'm not too mad about that one. Um, so yeah, pretty decent for me. Blaine, what about you? 
Yeah, I got the worst score, I think, of the group. I got an 80. Um, not overly happy with that, but I still got 3.7 in a value rise. And even Vela and Dominguez, who I took over Driussi and a better striker, I mean, they still went up in value even with the terrible games. So that's part of playing the value system. Sometimes you just pile on to somebody like I did that's had a good run and you hope their average carries you through. Um, big thing I learned this week is sometimes tinkering is okay. I was borderline on putting Klamala in. Um, I wasn't 100% sold on Estrada. Um, just didn't know where I was going, so probably should have put him in. Um, I did have Zellerion, though, and I know that's a name that's been kind of missing on a lot of rosters. I know he's been playing really well, um, but I did have him. I just set him and forget him to start the season. I had that feeling, and so he's a name that just – I'm not hearing a lot of people talk about him, but he's quietly been just spectacular. Yeah. Uh, as for myself, I, I did, I did. Okay. I'm happy. I got 90 points. Uh, I won a lot of my head to heads, not all of my head to heads, uh, had a couple of flubs, but, but overall, like I said, I was, I was pretty pleased with the results. Uh, uh, the, the big miss for me is instead of doing Zella, I went back and forth between Ortiz and Zella and I ended up going with, with Charlotte, mostly because I just wanted some, I thought Zella was kind of chalky and I wanted to, I got, I totally got going with him against San Jose. Uh, but I kind of wanted to see about some other options, especially some home options. Ended up going with Vasquez and Ortiz. Didn't hit for me like I really want, but I had that gill captain, that heel captain. Ooh, ooh, love me that. And then I had Bai and Ndenbe coming off of the bench and then Edwards Jr. So good. My bench points really came through for me today. Up three point some million with my team value. I'm not, a, I forgot to write down what I had last time, I th- uh, but another three point something. So I'm at 107.1. With team value, so I think you're leading the value race, Ashley, mm-hmm. right now. So, but yeah, no, and you can, I can definitely feel it. It's still never enough because my current draft. I don't have team, enough right now. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm like, yeah. I'm like <laughs> minus four million of what I want, and I'm like, yeah, girl, yeah. So fantastic there. Um, so we've got some takeaways from Blaine, some from Jason. I know just some general takeaways. I'm sure we've all seen from this past round. Uh, I think it's safe to say we're all targeting Austin offense at this point, uh, especially if the matchups are good. Uh, we have questions about defensive reliability about Philadelphia, which is a little bit weird from some of the performances they had last year. And we've we've just all added Lewis Morgan to our short list here at, at the Red Bulls. That was like, forget about Kakan, what that was supposed to be. Um, going on. It was, this was, this was a good time for the Red Bulls and he was doing some fantastic things last week as well. So um, what other kind of key fancy takeaways do you guys just want to make sure we touch on before we move on? Anything else from you, Blaine? Yeah, I've been saying it all year. Uh, Toronto's really bad right now. Um, I kind of predicted that start the season. I don't see that turning around anytime soon. And then the other, I had two quick fast ones. I'm curious about how New England's actually shaping up this year. Um, they've gotten the results. The heel has scored, but I'm not seeing it. I'm not convinced with their on-field play. I don't know that they've had the toughest of schedules yet, but just two games. And they're not really convincing me that I want to be going any deeper than heel and maybe a defender. So I'm really worried about what's going to happen when they start running into some stronger teams. And I'm just, I'm not sold on New England at this moment. And that's crazy for the defending supporter shield winners. Ashley, what about you? Yeah. Um, I, I talked about it in week one and I kind of just bit my tongue because everyone else was so on it, but I think we can just kind of lay off the Gressel hype for a minute. I understand the reasoning behind it. 
I think that it'll happen eventually, but right now in the, in the system that they're playing, and then I didn't see if he got hurt or why he got subbed out. He's not producing more points than the rest of the defense, especially Brad Smith, Andy Nahar's comparable. Um, I saw some people captaining him certain weeks. I just think we need to cool it <laughs> with that hype for, for just a little bit. Um, and like I said, I, I kind of didn't get it. I remember Isaac kind of like talking me into it and going into that week being like, well, literally everyone has him. I have to have him, but I don't agree. I think you could do it for cheaper. Um, also, uh, just don't pick up the Sounders in just any capacity. I can't even speak to what's going on right now. Um, and from the fantasy perspective, guys that should be producing, you know, aren't producing. I think Obed Vargas is leading the midfield in points right now. And I don't even think any of you know who he is. So, um, it, it's, it's kind of a, a nightmare over there from the fantasy perspective. So even with the home game this weekend, they have CCL midweek, just don't even look at them. Actually, I have the, I have the discord answer for Gressel right now. And it's because Brad Smith is taking a lot more set pieces. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I don't care what the reason is. My point is just don't get so obsessed with him. Yeah. He's so expensive and he's producing the same or less points. Well, the the, <laughs> ori- the initial hype was because everybody assumed he was going to be on all set pieces like he was and he's not. But he wasn't in preseason. And I said that and everyone was like, no. <laughs> and there was some question too about Brad Smith starting consistently. So yeah, totally. we've seen that we've got Jason, our DC guy here. So is there anything you want to put the final word in on, on Gressel or Smith or anything else you want to add for takeaways? Uh, I mean, my takeaway was going to, uh, the two things that I had had no DC United stuff. It was going to be <laughs> Go for it. lots of substitute scoring goals this yeah. week and last week. Yeah. And I think, um, uh, what is, is it Isaac, the person who has the never bet for against San Jose yes. mm-hmm. theorem, the corollary is never bet for or against Francisco Calvo. Cause you might win a red card and you might, yeah. you know, get a brace. Uh, you might win a brace inside of three minutes. So, yeah. um, yeah. That's tough. That's tough. Um, well, that's what we have for our, our key fantasy takeaways. Of course, I know there's definitely more. We've seen them in chat. Feel free to join us if you're listening to us in the podcast for one of our live streams. Uh, there is conversation that goes on in chat. But those are just some of the key takeaways that we think are important going into round three, uh, which we're going to be talking about in a second after we have a, a quick housekeeping update. All right, let's talk quick housekeeping uh, before we get on to uh, breaking down when this game week actually starts. I'm going to be touching on our Classic League and head-to-head Discord and Patreon leagues. Not every every week, just every so often for updates, but we are going to update you on the MLS Fantasy Insider Experts League. Uh, pretty tough uh, games, again, as usual. I was joking with Jason before uh, the, the show started that I, I think I've inadvertently or i should have known from getting anyway put together a couple of the toughest leagues in this game the pro rail leagues that we have in this in this fantasy experts league for mlsfi uh, but ryan anderson of lineup iq is still on top by points and we only have six teams with a score or a record of two zero and zero so it's whittling down pretty quick Heading over to the Pro Rel update, the Champions League, FC Bird Turgler still on top by points. Uh, and that only eight teams have a, a record of 2 0 0. Ashley, what about the Veterans League? Veterans League is, I think this is a new one. Um, a new, sorry, a new team this week is Almeida's Vibes FC. 
which I'm here for that name, um, Firestone, and they have 184 points. Um, oh yeah, probably Ted Firestone, one of our patrons. Yep, yep. So that's a yeah. that's a, a new name from last from last week. I mean, it was week one, but still. Um, so yeah. And then Blaine, the Development League. Yeah, um, FC Red Bull Green Mountain is still on top, and we are we're down to ten um, two and O teams or two O and O teams so far. So holding on, the top end's a little heavier than the other leagues. It looks like. But this is development league, so anything can happen. And it's development just because I needed to have a name for the third tier. You guys who are playing are still awesome. We got a lot of patrons in there, a lot of a few people from the community, uh, and we've got a huge waiting list that may just become a fourth tier next year, if depending on the rotation of this. But uh, very, very competitive leagues right here. But let's talk about round three now. So round three starts Saturday, March twelfth. At 1 o'clock p.m. with New York City versus Philadelphia. So Saturday, March 12th. Uh, there are no double game week teams. It's going to be two or three more. I think it's maybe maybe around six before we see a DGW, five or six. Uh, it's coming up, but not, you know, not for a while. Should I throw in some teams that are in Champions League this week, though, as that is a s- potentially a double? Yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. Who do we need to think about the rotation risk? So NYCFC and Seattle both play on Tuesday and then Red Bull and Montreal both play on Wednesday. Seattle's is a home game. NYCFC's is as well. Uh, New England's is a home game. Montreal is down at Azteca. So only one road team uh, for Champions League this week, which is Montreal. Everybody else is at home, but still playing CCL midweek. Uh, so there's no traditional double game weeks right. this week, but uh, yes, definitely keep CCL in. That all I think will factor in heavily to a lot of the player picks this week. Uh, and of course, since everyone's playing, no buy teams. Uh, I would recommend looking at those later games. Charlotte, Minnesota have some good 4.0 options you can slide in uh, to your teams to be able to make your switcheroos and keeperoos work, depending on what you're working with. Uh, other than that, Blaine, going to kick it over to you for the injury report, courtesy of uh, Ranchinator, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler hit me up with the list uh, this morning, and we've been updating it a little bit all day. He did most of the work on this. Um, got some good news. It looks like Brian White is back, um, came in off the bench, so that's always huge. Uri, who I think uh, Tyler gave me a nice pronoun- pronunciation, so Reed, you want to take this one on? It's Uwa. That's uh, Philly's new striker. No, I'm going to ignore um, it so that I can butcher it later, which is what <laughs> the people want. Yeah, that's what we expect. Yeah. Um, first appearance, and he looked pretty good. Um, ca- quite a few red cards this week. Uh, Nyman yeah. picked one up. Montiero picked one up with San Jose. Uh, Carranza with Philly got one. Miles Robinson out or down in Atlanta. And then Claudio Bravo for um, Portland all picked up red cards. Um, and then the injury list is longer than we want it to be at this time of the year. Um, looks like Kessler for New England uh, re-injured his hamstring in that game and came off early. Um, Ozzy Alonso has been listed as a heart condition, so definitely worried about him there. What? Yeah, that's what's coming out right now. Wow. Sorry, I hadn't heard that. Please continue. Yeah, <laughs> um, that could be a long time injury. Um Gray, I think, is New York City picked up an injury. Uh, Fragapane's out. Uh, Wilson, uh, Sissoko, Gressel's got a potential injury with the early sub. 
Um, Jason shaking his head that we've got that or not in his head that we've got yeah, it. I haven't seen a, a detailed report or anything, but I watched the game. Uh, as far as I know, that's where he got subbed out, but I don't know how bad it is. Um, Victor Vasquez is on this list as a potential hammy or an ACL, which don't know how bad that is. But if you're ever even thinking ACL, that's going to be really bad. At his um, age, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, and then um, LAFC picked up three in their game. Um, Bella was a precautionary sub. Don't know how long that'll be. And then Palacios and Franco Escobar both picked up injuries and came out early, um, which really decimates that defense. So just keep an eye on those guys. I know some of these guys may or may not be gone this weekend, but definitely worried about some of these. And of course, if you're interested in keeping up with all of these injury updates, you can head over to the MLS Fantasy and MLS Fantasy Boss uh, Discord community over on the side. It's free to join, and we have a fantasy tools section where you can find stickied this uh, mega reference pinned right at the top. So uh, head over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord channel. The easy way to join that is to go to MLSFantasyBoss.com, and we have a Discord. Join our Discord link right there in the menu bar. So it's fun. It's free. It's an amazing community. I, I recommend joining. I finally got around to joining. It's Heck really yeah. Overwhelming, Get in there. I'll, I'll get, I'll, I need to, I'll try and pay more close attention. We got a lot, uh, a lot of people in a lot of different places to yeah. chat. So it's active all year round. I mean, for real, if, if you haven't been there, I'm, I'm not just blustering when I say some of the game's top players are in this discord. They, they legitimately are, and they're here to help you who are listening to this podcast now, who are watching the stream later. It's, it's what this community is all about is help and fun. And so I just encourage you to check it out, but I know what y'all came here for. Y'all came here to listen to the player picks that we have for round three. And that's what we're going to get into in just a moment. All right, let's talk player targets for round three, starting as always with keepers, defenders, and clean sheet chances, if you guys want to work those in there. Uh, from, from looking over what's going on, it looks like the majority of us are working with some kind of New England Revolution keeper. I know we've been a little uh, just focused on who is actually starting there. And so we're all kind of looking at that for the, the keeper, which makes it really, really simple because they play at uh, 7.30, so you have options both ahead and after that. So it's a great, a great pivot for your, your keeper. After that, everyone's kind of all over the place. So I'll let you guys touch on that. And then the defensive options are also just kind of scattered. So definitely some good options here. So Blaine, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually thinking about run and solo keeper this week, just because I want some big names and budgets an issue already. Um, so I'm kind of waiting to see where my switcheroos fall. If my bench hits, I'll probably look at having, a plan for a later keeper after the new England game. But right now I don't have anybody slotted in. I don't like any of the games with any of the cheaper options. And so I'm just, I'm going to pass on it for now, maybe Cornell in the last game, if I can afford him and I need to go that route. But again, it's, I'm hoping that my bench will hit and I'm hoping, well, I'm really hoping new England gets it because I've got one of my better clean sheet chances for the week. Um, and on that, I'm going with Omar Gonzalez right away. Um, 5.3 for new England. Uh, with Kessler's re-injury, he's the one that came in for him off the bench. I expect he's going to start, um, and you get a starting defender for under 5.5 on one of my favorite clean sheet teams for the week. Uh, it's a no-brainer pick right there. Um, I'm not willing to just cheap out on this one because I didn't like all the options, 
So I've got Smith for DC right now. Um, he's on a lot more set pieces. If Gressel is actually injured, that's going to only help a little bit more. I just, I like the way they're playing. I like the way he's playing. I think he's got some potential there. Um, if it's not Smith, it's going to be somebody from Columbus and they're another clean sheet shot. And then I'm toying with the idea of, I want to see what New, or what New York City does in the midweek and see if there's any rotation. I don't mind a New York City defender here. Usually they're pretty steady. But I'm really wondering if I should go with Fowler and Baki in the game just because I like I like that matchup with Miami. It's early that you can slot him on the bench. Uh, he's been putting up offensive numbers, scored another goal this weekend. Just it's, it's hard to ignore somebody like that that's doing that. And he's pretty much guaranteed a price rise given his play so far. Maybe ride the, the hot hand while we've got it. Um, he scored without Bella on the field, which is another big plus for him. So that's kind of where I'm looking at now. I'm not wanting to cheap out totally on this. I don't think it's quite the point where you want to sell out and seen a lot of rotation at other positions. And I know defenders are pretty steady. And when you've got some really good bonus points, I think you're getting a better return on your investment than trying to min-max in the back and bring in more, more points elsewhere. All right, Ashley, what about you? Yeah, um, I also, like New England, I, I'll say while I'm looking at Smith, Stephen Birnbaum has the same amount of total points as him across the first two weeks, and he's a half a million less. Um, I, I like your Omar Gonzalez shout for saving money, and I just want to throw that out there. If you're looking at DC, um, I think he might be a comparable option. Um, I like Atlanta. Um, that's that's something that, that Blaine didn't cover. I know Miles Robinson's out, but at home in their massive fan-filled stadium against Charlotte, who hasn't been able to score a goal yet, um, I just think it's something to definitely look at. They're one of the only Sunday games, though, and um, <clears throat> I do always kind of hesitate to, to load up too heavy on one of the last two games, especially when they're a whole day away um, or a whole day different. And then um, I also think that and hear me out that Orlando might be um, a, a decent look for defense this week. Um, again, I always hate to say it to Reed's face, but because Cincinnati's coming into town, um, I do, I do kind of think that Orlando defense is, is worth a shout. And then I actually like Columbus um, who's, who's someone that I think Blaine said is kind of on the bubble for him, but um, I like Columbus at home against Toronto. Yes. They're scoring. Um, but I think at Columbus, I, I just feel pretty good about what that defense can do, how that midfield can hold them. Um, I'd like to see the Toronto lineup, but if there's nothing there that, you know, drastically frightens me, I think that, that playing a Columbus defenders is something I'll do this week for sure. Totally get, I totally get the Cincinnati hate. Uh, it was, it was heartbreaking. I thought we were just going to get a draw against you guys, Jason, but I will say I got a new, a new fun little thing here. I got off eBay 2021 inaugural season scarf. Nice. So, so I got, I got that to add to my, my collection behind it. People yeah. have cool scarves. Let, let me know, hit me up in my DMS. I'm always looking for something cool to, to add to the collection, but bit of a tangent uh blaine's turned into a cat apparently jason i was gonna about you blaine turned into a cat yeah he did um let's see uh yeah i right now at this point i'm i'm gonna do a keeper so it's whoever new england has and then uh brad guzan 
like not so much, uh, mostly because I, I, I'm just putting my money elsewhere. So he seems less expensive. Um, defenders that I've got are, uh, what have I got right now? Um, so again, less expensive kind of stuff. I'm also still trying to build my team value. So I haven't put any scrubs in this lineup. I just tried to see what I could do with filling out every spot on the roster with people that I think are going to start. So um, I've got Estevez from Colorado. Uh, I have Schlegel from Orlando, McGraw from Portland, and I've got uh, Dupuis from uh, the Galaxy, and then um, this guy Holt from RSL. So um, I've had Holt like the last couple of weeks, I think. They, they're not scoring any goals, but, you know, it's Pablo Mastriani, so I think he's going to be kind of the defense first thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know, like my take on this, the, the Chicago-DC game these are two teams. Chicago has scored no goals in the first two games of the season. They have also not allowed any goals. Mm-hmm. DC has not allowed any goals. Every goal they've scored has been, from my perspective, not earned. They've been flubs. They've been penalty kicks. Um, I mean, Cameron, I mean, that was a really hard PK to have to give up. I mean, it was yeah. kind of handball, kind of not really. I could have gone either way on that. Perfect. So, yeah, I really think I don't know. I think something has to give in that game um, or it's just going to be terrible weather, raining, cold, and it's just an ugly game at zero to zero, but I'm not totally convinced of that. So those are my, that's, that's where I would go. Yeah. Great, great takeaways. I will add, cause Blaine touched on this real quick before we move on to midfielders. If, if you're looking for some value gain, if you feel you're a little bit behind the curve right now, this is the great opportunity. You can find some of these guys, that are green positive for the season some of the underperforming guy not not underperforming the low price guys like like keller like uh indenbe over there at, at sporting kansas city these guys have gotten two shutouts in or not maybe not shutouts but they've gotten some high scores for their point value these last couple of games they're likely going to rise regardless of what happens in this round three. So if you want some points, these are great bench options, some great Aru options to, to help fill out your team. If you if you need to get some points to, to help build your value, this is a good place to look at that. I mean, same thing with fall, which is going to be a more expensive take. Maybe someone like, like Brandon Bai, those, those are guys who are probably going to be moving up anyway. So if you need some of that, just check out some of these scores, the three-week average. A lot of these guys who are lower in value, particularly, who have gotten clean sheets or some good bonus point production, likely going to rise in a way. Maybe not the whole point five, but you probably get at least maybe a point two to point three out of some of these guys if you're a little behind. So keep that in mind when you're making some of these picks if you're on the fence. Hey, Reed, I would say too in the chat, um, there's somebody who put in that Harry L for Philly started over in Bazo last, last week. So oh, wow. that, oh, I didn't see that that. something to keep an eye on. And then um, I could be wrong about Schlegel starting regularly for, for Orlando. There may be somebody else in there. If I, if I had the money, I might take Ruan instead, but you know, I'm, yeah. I have to, Schlegel didn't, didn't start week one, but oh, he, he, did. Did, okay. he did start last week. So I think that's definitely a, a roster. Um, did he start? Cause um, was it Russell? One of their other guys no, had, had, had a red Jansen card. Right? up the red card. That's why Schlegel started. Schlegel's the backup for Antonio Carlos. There we go. There we go. He's okay. back now. All right. Okay. Then I retract my Schlegel. I'll find somebody else. <laughs> you can find some good ones there. Good options. Well, let's move on to our midfielder options. I, I think it goes without saying after a couple of really strong performances, everyone's looking at uh, Zellerion right now. So he's an easy add. Carlos Hill is another one that's very – I'm doing it again. I'm saying Gil, and I know it's not Gil. Yeah. Carlos Heel is is back on 
if there's questions from Blaine's point of view of New England, as long as Heal's making those bonus points, I don't think people are really caring. And so he is, of course, another quick add. And Morgan, another one that's, I think, on the short list for many people, maybe automatically added to their team uh, with that home game they have coming up, even though it's the last game of the round. Uh, then a few other options. Who else are you all looking at? Ashley? Yeah, I uh, week one, I talked myself out of Drew Issey. I'm saying it wrong. How do we say it? Drewusi? Help guys. Maybe. I don't Dre-Yussi? know. I think it's Dreyusi. I think it's Dreyusi. Okay. okay. I talked myself out of him just from the price perspective. And because I also really liked what Discord was saying about um, playing Cincinnati, they tend to do more of crossing the ball in. So Facunda is that pickup made sense. Um, but I committed to what I'd had a gut about and picked him up this past week instead of Dominguez, who was so chalky. I like he doesn't replicate those types of scores. <laughs> I didn't think going with him would be beneficial. Diego Fagunas is, is kind of like a soft spot one for me. I really like Diego Fagunas, so I always want to pick him up, but he doesn't always produce. I went with Drew Issey, obviously didn't regret it. Regret it. I think he was like the third highest pointed player in fantasy this week. Um, I honestly think I will roll with him on the road in Portland. I think we're going to see a different Austin this week. Let's make that clear. They're not going to put up five goals in Portland. And if they are, I'll eat this hat. It's my husband, so I won't care. Um, Next week, I don't think they're going to score five goals in Portland. But I do think with Bravo out, with the center back issues that Portland already has as far as depth, neither of those guys are their designated, you know, who's supposed to start. Um, I think that – Austin is going to continue to at least put a couple in and I see it going through this 10. Um, I'm not trying to talk anybody out of any other Austin attackers. Um, but for me in the midfield, I think the points for Austin this week are going to come through him. Um, so he's expensive at 10, but I, but I still want him. And then hear me out. I think when someone scores a hat trick, we all instinctually pick them up the next week in hopes that we can recreate that magic again. Right. But Frankie Amaya, who's only 7 million, only has nine less points than Lewis Morgan without the hat trick. And I think if you factor that in, I'm not saying Lewis Morgan is, you know, isn't going to produce this week, especially with who they're playing in, that it's a home game. But I think if, if you're trying to still spread money around and you want the price rise, which you're going to get out of Frankie Amaya, I think he's worth looking at because only nine points behind someone who has a hat trick is pretty good um you know second highest point in midfielder not on a lot of people's radar for fantasy going into the season um so that might be something that i do to try to spread some of that money around but also maintain that price rise and i'm not saying both just for the record please don't pick up (laughs) i'm saying i might go amaya over morgan and let me clarify right now i've seen a couple of comments (laughs) in chat for those of you listening as well uh, any player that we're mentioning like heel or, or anyone, I'm sure we're going to get to some New York city guys coming up, uh, that is playing in CCL. Yes, absolutely. Those players are rotation risks. Those are players we already covered the, the CCL teams in the previous section. So rewind back to see that, uh, those are players you should be keeping an eye on and have a backup for just in case So yes, that, that if it's not said specifically, I'm going to say it now that all those CCL teams, those guys are all caveats of check and beware of rotations. All right, uh, Jason, recover you midfield. Uh, no, yeah, I'll, I'll go. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, Ashley, thanks for the 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 New York Red Bulls thing. I yeah, I I've got Lewis Morgan right now. I might, you know, I had um, Omir Fernandez last week, um, but Amai's a good shout. Um, I kind of like 
cast him off because I didn't particularly care for his attitude. Like I felt like he had a terrible attitude. It's like, you know, a player, but I don't know. He's a young kid, whatever. So yeah. it's, and it's not about that. So yeah, I've got Lewis Morgan right now. I've got Zellerion. Um, I put all my money in the midfield basically. Um, and this might change. I've got Dreyusi, although I'm not, as others have said, I'm not super sanguine on their ability to go out and play really well at Portland. Um, I have, um, Yemi, the bicycle kick, Chara, um, <laughs> might, you know, um, uh, you know, might see, see what I can do with there. That might go away. Um, and then, um, I have Shakiri uh, from Chicago. Um, and in part, mostly really it's cause I have sunk costs. Like I, I didn't, I tend to subscribe to the David Goss theorem where you don't really take a player right when they come into the league, but I would want to take this guy and um, he's been getting bonus points. So there's people in chat talking about it, you know, his scores haven't been like off the board for his value, but it's a lot of it has been through bonus points. Um, and I think there are probably other people in the chat who could talk a little bit more about DC United's shape and lineup and what it might look like without Gressel and without Moses Nyman. But um, my guess is, Chicago may be able to accomplish some things in the middle of the field. Um, and maybe, you know, something's got to get due. This guy's like getting paid a lot of money. Maybe he'll do something. So that's what I have for my midfield five. Going to start five midfielders. Okay. I love it. Blaine. Yeah. I'm looking at trying to spend big in midfield, but I'm a little budget strapped. So I've got some other names in there. Dries, he's definitely in there. Um, I'm liking that more with the center back issues for Portland and now Bravo's out. Like, I just, I, I don't think Austin is this good offensively. I know they're good. I know they're better than they were last year, but they've had a good run of games. And I think Portland is just another good run of games to run into here, given the injuries and the situation. And so it's really hard for me to drop somebody who's had, who's been hot like he has. Um, if I were to drop him, um, I'm actually looking at Maxi Morales in that first game of the weekend. Uh, see the lineup, see what happens. I'm not 100% sold on Montreal's defense yet, and I think there's potential for quite a few points there out of New York City. I just It's one of those gut feeling, I want to kind of run that way. Uh, early games have tended to pay off well for me, but right now I can't afford to put Maxi in, so I've been looking elsewhere. Um, I'm on team Fernandez with New York Red Bulls. I just I think he's got it. Uh, Amaya's got a couple more points. But Fernandez just seems to be picking up the bonus points a little more consistently. I like the way he's playing in that team. Just maybe going with my gut there and overlooking Amaya a little bit. But I think a little bit lower ceiling, a little bit higher floor. And then another name that I haven't seen hit, and I'm I'm really curious. I think this is my entry point into Orlando, is I want Facundo Torres this week for Cincinnati. Uh, 7.1, he's been looking pretty good. Um, I think it, as soon as he breaks out, it's going to be a monster game. Doesn't quite have the average yet. Uh, he's up a little bit in value on the season. I just, I think that game against Cincinnati is one of those we always want to pick on. I don't know where else to go without taking Pereira from Orlando. And I don't really want to burn premium money on him. So I'm looking at that next best thing and, I just don't quite trust the forwards. I want to go with somebody a little more steady, and that looks like Torres right now. And he's looked dangerous so far. Just I, I haven't seen it come together, so that may be a flyer, but it's one I'm willing to take this week. No, understandable. One name I saw in chat that I will agree that, yeah, it's one the 
that I've looked at is a uh, uh, Gazdag over at Philadelphia. Um, didn't have a great first game. Did well last week. So not in my team, but someone who's definitely on my shortlist. So I, I will just add that as a quick name of someone you could consider. All right, let's move on to our forward options. Uh, the majority of, of us, I think all of us, have been looking at uh, New York Red Bulls Kamala uh, as the top target. Uh, but then after that, it, it kind of goes a little bit of everywhere. So, Jason, who are you looking at? Um, so uh, I spent all my money like in the midfield. So what I did was I put Kamala in and then I went and just kind of like went scrubbed way down to see what I could afford. So um, Shinishiki came up and uh, is it um, Jason, this guy from NYCFC? Yeah. He played, he got some minutes last week. I think that probably maybe because they were rotating ahead of the CCL game. I don't know, but he's like four and a half million. Uh, and I suspect maybe he'll see a few more minutes. So um, I'm, I'm off fours. I don't want to spend any money on him. So I'd rather, you know, see what comes up. I mean, I might, depending on what the budget looks like, um, maybe find somebody else from Colorado. Um, not Michael Barrios. Um, we'll do that, Reed. But maybe, I don't even know if he's a forward in the game. But uh, so maybe um, uh, the other guy who scored, he did pretty well last week. The other guy. Diego Rubio. Diego Rubio. I was going to go Daniel Shallowy. Uh, that would be on Kansas City, though. So, mm-hmm. yeah, those are the people I have. Not bad. Ashley. Yeah. Um, besides Klamala, I'm really looking at Joseph Martinez and uh, Federico Higuain this week. Um, sorry, Gonzalo Higuain. Federico Higuain would have to come out of retirement, and I wouldn't pick him up. Hey, he, um, he'd be a Cincinnati player then, because that's what we do. We sure. Take people out of sure. Why not? Um, I, I like Higuain this year. I know he hasn't got on the score sheet yet. I think he had an assist this past week, but he put up a bunch of bonus points at home in that first round. I think he, I think he got seven without being on the score sheet. Um, and then I know Yosef just got minutes played, and Yosef Martinez tends to be a goal or bust striker. I, he did have an assist or two week one. Um, but I just like them at home against Charlotte. Charlotte has shown me nothing. Even in a stadium full of 75,000 people, they couldn't get it done. And I just think that when you go, now you flip that and you go into Mercedes-Benz, I know Atlanta are missing some key people and they're going to be rotating around a little bit, but no one shows up more in that stadium than Joseph Martinez. So um, they're both kind of equally expensive in that nine and a half range, which kind of prices me out of some of the midfield things I want to do. Um, so I can't do all three. I can't do Wayne, Kamala and Yosef. So um, I'll, I'll kind of have to pick, but like you said at the top of the show, Reed, LAFC are coming in with some, or sorry, Blaine did with a bunch of injuries defensively. Um, they have a, a decent amount of depth with Hollingshead and stuff, but LAFC on the road, maybe without Carlos Vela, um, really seemed disjointed against the inferior, in my opinion, Portland team. Um, going into Miami, you know, in that environment too, I, I just think that um, Higuain might be able to, to put something past them. So those are who, who I'm kind of looking at outside of our more chalky picks this week. Lane. Yeah. I'm going to go back to a familiar face. I I've got Zardes in there right now. There it is. Um, it, it's second game of the week. It's a, it's an easy yeah. bench play to make. It could be Barry. I've got it listed in the sheet as a Columbus striker, but it's, I've got Zardes in my roster. It's wishful thinking there that I really want to see him start. 
And if he starts, I like that against Toronto. Like I said, Toronto has been bad, like really bad. And I think the way this Columbus team is playing, there's goals to be had. Now, whether they all come from the midfield with Etienne Jr. hitting like he has been and Zella being Zella like normal, I don't know if it's going to be the forwards. But if it is the forward, I want to be involved in that. And so that's worth a bench play, even if they're both hovering around $8 million. Um, totally worth a bench play for me there. Uh, my third forward, I'm debating scrubbing it out again. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having trouble getting the money I want to put in everywhere. So I may have to go without a third forward to get a better midfield. Um, but I am looking at Estrada versus uh, Chicago for D.C., I just, if he's going to keep starting, he, he had that great first week. I think Chicago is a good matchup for him at home again. Uh, depends on the shape there, so I'm, I'm a little nervous. And then I kind of like Arango without Vela out there, if that's the way it goes. No defense could change that a little bit. But I do kind of like Arango, and his price has fallen. He's now under nine. Um, so he is a little bit of a risk if he doesn't score, but Miami has not been the strongest defensive team. I just, is garbage. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I feel like he's got to hit at some point and you're just, we're tempting fate. So it's whenever you want to jump on and hope that he hits for you before he bottoms out on price. I, I have a feeling this could be the game and he did so much last year with Bella missing so much time. You bring Bella back in, he's kind of disappeared a little bit. So Maybe take Vela out and see what happens. I'm just, I'm, I'm curious well, there. Remember, so he didn't start that. week one, so we're not. only taking that off of 45 minutes of soccer because Carlos Vela sat out the second half. Yeah. Well, that's the question. We've seen it in chat. We're doing pretty good on time. So, are you all? What What does round two say about Vela and Chicharito? Those are two questions I saw Chicharito yeah. mention a few times on on Twitter, and we're getting Vela in chat right now. So, anyone, mm-hmm. Ashley, you were talking about Vela. What's what does this say going forward for them? I, I mean, I, I think that, again, I, I said this earlier about Klamala. I think we all picked up. I think he was on by 31 or 32 percent of players this week. It's because he scored a hat trick. So you don't want to be the punk who didn't have Bella the second week after he scores a hat trick. So I understand the pickup. And he did look like the Carlos Vela of old, but also the Carlos Vela of old picked up random injuries unpredictably and messes up everybody's fantasy team like this has happened before you know um so i don't know i i think if you see him in that lineup against that miami defense if if it's you know they're they have everybody um that you would consider taking him for you know wing wing presence and wing back presence and all that i think I think you could pick him up, but he's expensive. And there's guys that I know are healthy and are going to start that I'd rather slot in to my lineup based on matchups and Chicharito. I mean, he couldn't score at Charlotte. Gosh, did he have some opportunities? I don't know if you guys were able to watch that game, but I, I, he could have walked away with a brace for me. Um, and in that one, he just couldn't find the goal. Um, Seattle's defense isn't terrible, but they're playing in champions League this week. The statistics from the last week when everybody played Champions League was all those teams didn't. What was it, Blaine? It was like they, they got outscored seven to nothing or something yeah, seven to nothing, um, in four. week one. So, you know, Seattle is a tough environment. He scored there before, uh, kind of in the same vein as Vela. For me, I don't like those two strikers better than some of the other people that we've named so far. I like them better than um, Miguel Berry or Estrada, but I don't like them better than some of the other people that we all kind of have as a, as consensus picks. So um, I think that they're two players that if given the right 
you know, people around them or the right lineups on the opposing team could bury a goal or two this week. But um, it's so much of a question mark for me that I don't, I'm not factoring them in right now. That would be like a lineup based decision for me, probably leaning more towards the Chicharito side um, than, than anything else. Yeah. I've been, I've been burned a few too many times uh, now. Didn't have Vela week one, had him week two. Um, given his history, he had one amazing season of always Captain Vela. And then he struggled to stay in the lineup. And that was kind of my hesitation with not taking him week one. I never know how healthy he's going to be. I never know if he's yeah. 45 minutes fit, 60 minutes fit. If he picks up a knock, is he going to sub out? Like this, they said this was precautionary. But it seems like <laughs> every it seems like every injury he sustains is precautionary, and they sub him out immediately. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm I'm getting frustrated with the LAFC ownership and coaching staff. You've got a guy like Vela. If he's healthy, you play him. He's already stated he's going to Europe, so you're not worried about next year with him. You play him if he's healthy, and if he doesn't want to play, you lock him out. I mean, I know that's harsh, but it it's one of those. I think he might be protecting himself to go back to Europe too. And any slight knock, he's like, I don't feel it. I'm not going to go. I'm not comfortable. And he may be just taking the easy way out to get back to Europe, which is what he wants to do. And what more power to him. Um, I think it's better for the game when we don't have those super heavy hitters that are always hitting like that every week. I just, I, I hate it when we have to take three or four guys because they're super hot and, and that's one of them, but I'm just, I'm, I might be done with Bella for the year. The year, is, Blaine? The year. I, I saw You're it too making much. a definitive Ryan Hollingshead year. is the best. <laughs> you can't say, don't say, don't make grand it. statements no, like this. The year, but, Blaine. But The it, month, maybe. I, I avoided him last year and did okay without him when he started coming back because I, he just, he's so unpredictable. He's one of those guys that you may get him for 45, you may get him for 60, you may get him for a hat trick. You so just, here's what you, I'll say to you with that, though. His minutes played is unpredictable. His production is not. Yeah. I, I mean, then, he produces when he plays, but yes, his his fitness is unpredictable. Yeah, that's true. I just, I, uh, it's so hard. Written it down. Written it down. One thought. If John Bro, this sounds good. Thank you, Reed. Let's. <laughs> if Blaine says he's picked up Villa, any other show this year, you bring right. that notepad back up. Ryan Hollings said, "Best defender. I'm done with Villa <laughs> for the year. Got it right here. Right here. Uh, Best left back over four years. That's yeah, what I okay. That is what he said. Left back said. over four years. Okay. Uh, my, my quick take on Chicharito. I did look at him this week. If Seattle is without Joao Paulo to start that game. I would be considering Chicharito. If Joao Paulo's in, I'm not taking him. At Joao Paulo will start. It's more of the defensive shuffle that they'll do in that back line because they're going in hard for CCL. So with the CCL lineup, you should see all the starters. I'm worried. Well, not worried. I suspect in the Galaxy game you might not. And if there's any rotation in that Seattle back line, I think Chicharito is a, is a sneaky pick. But again, he's expensive. He's 9.7. And last week for all the production I thought I watched – in a game he got three fucking points three points in that game and he just cannot pick up additional points unless he gets on the score sheet but with a rotated seattle back line he could get on the score sheet for sure 
Yeah, actually, I watched that game too, that LA game, because I yeah. I stupidly like moved money around to pick Chicharito up. It was yeah, dumb. No, but, I almost did too. Yeah, and I watched the whole time, and I was like, what I saw was a guy who like had a few chances, and then a lot of time he was really vexed mm-hmm. at all of his other players. Yeah. for not providing him service. I mean, Raheem yeah. Edwards was like going off the reservation, trying yeah. to dribble like four guys. Yeah, not, as a not defender. Getting, yeah, not, I mean, no shade on Raheem Edwards, like generally yeah. speaking, but like he was, Chicharito was definitely vexed at the service. So I'm not, it's too boom and bust for me. Yep. I And even if Vela's in the lineup this week, nah, it's an away game. I'll, I'll save my money for something else. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, great, great aside. Great question. Glad we got ahead time to talk about that. Let's wrap everything up uh, with our captain picks for round three. Blaine. Um, it's Zella. Um, top point scorer on the season so far. Uh, I think maybe not top midfielder the first week. I think uh, there's hat tricks. He hasn't been the top midfielder, but he's just so consistent. And playing on a team that's really hot right now, got a great supporting cast. That's finishing chances when he makes them. It's just it's Zella right now, and until he cools off, I think it's going to be him for a while. Jason, yeah, I mean, I almost talked myself into um, into taking Shakiri, but I'll just I'll go with Zella. I'll be happy if Shakiri actually produces something other than bonus points. Yeah. So um, I'll I'll go ahead and go with Zella. Yeah, Ashley. If there was no midweek CCL, I would really like Carlos Heel in this game because I think RSL is just looking to get torn apart by that man. But I think it, for me, it's going to be Zella this this week too. I've had him in my team every week. And every week I've been like, why didn't I, gosh, I should have captained Zella, which never occurred to me as a realistic thing any of those two weeks. But every week I looked at his point production and was like, well, should have done that. So this week I'll do it and he'll probably get a six. Uh, I, too, am on uh, Zellerion as uh, my captain. Uh, betting against that Toronto defense, I think Blaine already said it well right there. Uh, I, I like a lot of guys, but but I, I like the the form that he's in and the potential for that game, so happy to bet with that. That's probably going to be the chalk pick. Can I say real quick with that, too, I think a lot of people are going to look at the offensive production of Morgan, Klamala, maybe even Frank and Matt, but hopefully not, and want to captain them, but it, we get – as a, as a, as a hosting group, get nervous captaining someone in the very last game of the week. Um, we all kind of tend to talk about how we shy away from that. I think if you want to do that, the data is there for it, but it always just, it's almost like a superstition with, for me, it just freaks me out to captain someone in the very last game of the week and have that be what your, what your points are, or what your, you know, round production um, is, is writing on. But I think some people might want to do that to kind of hit the hot hand and I respect it. Um, but I don't know if that's the best, the best matchup to captain this week. Yeah. When it works, it works. And the rule that I tend to play by is, is I don't tend to go heavy with forwards and I tend to go heavy with midfield like Jason, I know is doing this week as well. And that's because, with the forwards, you you pretty much have to have the goals or make you might get an assist, you might get the bonus points, and not a lot of forwards get those points. Yep. But when you have midfielders, especially the cre- creative midfielders who are getting those assists, getting the key passes, just getting those yeah. bonus points, that's bread and butter. And that's stuff yeah. that you can rely upon for a solid yeah. captain, a decent captain, even if not. So that's why you'll hear us often say, 
we're going with a midfielder, not a forward. But when they hit, they hit. Man, you get one of those sweet hat trick captains. Ooh, yeah. I, I think I've managed to miss them all in all the years I played because I just I just don't go for the forwards that often. Yeah. Uh, but do it. If you want to have fun, yeah. go with one of those guys because ultimately that's what it's all about. I, kn- I know Tyler has shared with me uh, a great a great comic that I am going to try to find very quickly here in, in the Discord where it has two guys on a bus and uh, one of them looks all sad and it says picking chalk and finishing top 10. And then somebody else is super happy looking out the window and it says picking differentials and having fun. And that is a big element of what we believe as the host, what the community yeah. that we've cultivated is, is have fun. If you're not having fun playing this game, then why are you playing? Why are you playing? Yeah. Have fun. That's That's what it's all about. All right. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for listening to us tonight. I think we did much better keeping on, on the time schedule that we, we shoot for every week that we don't always hit. Uh, but I hope you guys still got some good content. Let me know your feedback. I got some DMs this last week. Please do send send feedback to me at MLS Fancy Boss or at MLSFI. Let me know what you do or don't like about the show, what you'd like to hear more about or less about or what we could refine more because uh, we, we want to have a show that caters to what you want and find valuable as players of the official MLS Fantasy game. So let's wrap things up with our plug. Starting with you, Jason. Uh, man, I don't know. Um, my girlfriend puts up with the fact that I have season tickets to DC United. I mean, she goes to games with me sometimes, but I appreciate having someone who, yeah, um, lets me play a lot of fantasy and like always check my phone um, whenever we're around on the weekend. So that's, that's who I will shout out. Ashley. Um, I'm going to shout out, hear me out, the app, because after two very long years <laughs> as a Facebook loginer, I've finally regained access to the lineup fantasy feature in my MLS app. Two years, you guys, painful browser changing, running to a laptop, went home. Finally, I can log back in and finally adjust fantasy from my phone. And it feels like a whole new world. So I will shout out the MLS app for finally doing what it always should have done. Lane. (laughs) Yeah, Reed, one point on your just having fun. You can play to win or you can play to become a legend like Ari with his scrub of Vela this week. <laughs> um, in 10 years, <sighs> this community is not going to remember who won every year. Guys are going to remember it. But in 10 years, we're going to remember that Ari scrubbed Vela. And I he got a win. Yeah, uh... it's, it, it's, you play for the memories. But no, uh, big shout out to... Uh, Mike Kuhn, who is down the byline on Twitter, uh, he's joined us from the Blue Testament to play in the Experts League. He and I are going head-to-head this week. He's another one of my Kansas City guys. And if anybody in here is looking for kind of up-to-date and quick hits on what SKC is doing and kind of everything that's going on, he is a great follow just to get regular updates on everything SKC-related. And I'm so happy we've got some of these other uh, media guys jumping in to play with us this year. So that's at down the byline um, from the Blue Testament and just a fun guy to interact with on Twitter. He'll give you background on anything Kansas City sports. He's got soccer stats for every team and most appearances, whatever. He keeps track of everything. It's crazy in depth how far he goes. But he's playing with us. So want to wish him good luck this week. He's playing me. He's actually ahead of me in the Experts League standings right now. So uh, we'll see how this goes. 
And of course, uh, I'm going to say that last week, Blaine did a shout out to MLS Fantasy Night Owl, who's another content creator out there from across the pond uh, over in Scotland, actually. And uh, one of the things that I'm going to be trying to do this week is have some people with other projects be on the show as guests to be able to, to talk. So uh, I've reached out to to a couple other people already for the show, uh, people at the Undesignated Podcast is, is another one and undesignated players podcast so if you have someone who creates mls fancy content who you think might enjoy being on the show or that people might like like listening to uh let me know and uh we'll vet them because we have encountered people over the years who aren't necessarily consistent or committed uh with with putting out quality fantasy content and so we do we we try to vet some people before we bring them on the show so if if you do have people who you like and like to go to uh let me know let blaine know let ashley know let let any of us know and we'll see if we could get some people on uh, the podcast especially if we can help uh mix up the diversity that we have in the show with the ideas and and everything so uh let me know besides that as always i'm going to have to say uh mlsfancyboss.com and the mlsfancyboss discord community absolutely amazing community which i already plugged earlier but you can hit up mls fancy boss for the articles that we have with the elo numbers uh tyler's uh differential picks that are coming out there i'm gonna maybe i'll start looking out and try to find just some of these value people who start and just have a list of that that pops up there but the discord player poll comes up as well so check out for that over at the, the website and then also of course the patreon community uh jason's a member of that been for a long time uh, lots of cool things going on i want to announce the winner of our scarf drawing for uh was it february our february scarf drawing is going to go to rachel burak uh, who is one of our uh, actually she's been a member for a couple of years now three years now and so you have uh for the for the february scarf you are the winner i'll be reaching out to you rachel and uh we'll organize what team you like so i can get your scarf sent to you so congratulations to you if you want to be able to get more things like that uh and see what other cool things that we have i have the the magnet voting for the logo coming up soon for the for the patrons head over to patreon.com slash mlsfi and just check out how you can become a supporter of this podcast and our projects and just help keep this going it's it's been such a pleasure to be involved with you guys people like jason that's all that i have and uh, as always good luck <laughs>